This is the COVID-19 Daily Brief, presented by Group 11 Health. I'm Brian Kroc. Today we bring you stories and interviews from the front line in South Carolina. I am here with Dr. John Comisi, who is an associate professor at the Medical University of South Carolina College of Dental Medicine, as well as the infection control officer at the college. How are you doing, John? I'm doing very well, Brian. How about yourself? Should I call you Dr. John or should I just use your first name, Dr. Comisi? How do you want to? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very casual. If you call me John during the interview, it's really great. You know, basically we're here to help each other. And so let's make this as impersonal, you know, informal as possible to get more information out. As possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I do have a few questions for you. The first one being, uh, how is the South Carolina Dental Association ensuring that the dental community in South Carolina has the proper PPE to protect their team and their patients? And can you also explain what PPE actually is? Sure. Uh, PPE stands for the personal protective equipment that we typically use in the medical and health professions. That's the gowns, the masks, the, uh, the gloves, et cetera, that we typically use. And in dentistry, we've been working with various PPE in our offices for years. Most of, you, most of the time when I was working in private practice prior to joining the university, I would wear gowns and head covering and face shields and masks and gloves, et cetera, and so forth uh, on a routine basis. And many of the dentists throughout the United States work in that fashion. So the dental profession has actually been ahead of the curve even prior to the, uh, the pandemic. Uh, the reality, unfortunately, nowadays is because of the insidious nature of the COVID-19 virus, we don't know who's sick. And so we have to treat everybody as if they are potentially ill with the virus before they're seen, which is why the American Dental Association, the, uh, the Board of uh, uh, Dentistry in South Carolina, the South Carolina Dental Association, has urged all of our members to only treat emergency patients right now. Because dental dentistry, dental hygienists, dental assistants, dentists themselves are all at the very highest risk because of the aerosolization of how we treat people. When you go in and have your teeth cleaned or uh, have a filling done, there's an aerosol that's generated. So we're you know getting smacked right in the face all of the time. So we need to make sure that we're not creating any aerosolization processes right now, which is why you're not going and getting your teeth cleaned why you're not getting a filling done at this point in time, because it puts the caretakers at risk and the person in the chair as well, because this virus is insidious and in how it's the droplets that get onto our skins, that then will go into our nose, our eyes, our face, et cetera, and so forth, if we're not constantly cleaning. The nice part is that the virus is very, very fragile. It can be killed with soap and water, which is why we're talking about cleaning hands all of the time. Uh, so we, this, this can be combated. It's just that until we have a reliable, constant testing basis, we have to be careful. So what South Carolina Dental Association has been, is, is doing in conjunction with other organizations in the state, we're distributing PPE to the dental professionals that are maybe not fully ready for the next wave of things. The N95 masks, which essentially are the special masks that fit so tightly on your face that when you wear them for any great length of time, it leaves creases all around your face. You may have seen some of the photos of the, uh, the nurses and physicians that have those creases all around their, their faces. The N95 
a mask puts a lot of pressure. And the reason for that is to prevent any kind of air from getting in that isn't filtered into our, into our uh, respiratory tract. So what is going on is beginning tomorrow in Greenville, uh, they're giving away PPE to all of our member dentists that are in need of it. So that this way, when they are treating patients in this emergency basis, they can better be, be better able to take care of the patients and at the same time protect themselves during this very weird time in our lives. Nice. Uh, I can say that uh, personally, I have also had my dental appointment delayed. Uh, I got the call a couple weeks ago for uh, when I was supposed to have my appointment. So uh, I know full well that even here in, in my home state of Missouri, uh, they are taking precautions and trying to keep everyone as safe as humanly possible. Uh, yeah, we to get back to regular life again, but I'm not sure what that's going to be after. There's so many different visions going on right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so is there anything else that you would like to add about what the, the, the dentist or the dental specialists are doing to actually uh, protect people and themselves and, and anything like that? Yeah, right now, the South Carolina Dental Association and the American Dental Association uh, has been urging all of our members not to do our routine work. It's just not the time to do that. There's everybody is itching to get back to work because this is, in, in, this is really in affecting so many of our lives. Uh, incomes have been devastated. Mm -hmm. uh, people's opportunities to work has been just completely uh, derailed because of the, uh, the the nature of this pandemic. So we're all anxious to get back. You know, I'd like to go back to work tomorrow, but I know that that's not an effective appropriate way to do things. So we continue to urge all dental professionals to please not go back to routine work until essentially the coast is clear. And we're not really sure of that because of some scientific studies that are indicating that we really shouldn't be operating in typical until the testing shows us that the COVID-19 virus is below 10% uh, level. Once we get below a 10% level, then Getting back to routine work again is certainly going to be a help, but you know we're nowhere near that anywhere in the country. Uh, so we really have to be cautious. We don't want to endanger the wonderful people that entrust their care to us, and we don't want our family uh, of of staff people that we work with on a daily basis to have any problems developing too. So we got to play it safe. Yes. Uh, people need to be a little bit more patient, and hopefully. Um, the, the patients will work through and become quite beneficial. Uh, Dr. John Comisi, you are also the infection control officer at the uh, college, the South Carolina College of Dental Medicine. Uh, what are you doing in that capacity to help protect the college students and the faculty there? Right now, all of our students are not attending class. We have everybody home because we cannot really tell uh, what's going on. So everybody has been essentially out of service as far as being personally there. We have been uh, doing remote classes. In fact, I, te I teach a class that meets on Wednesday and Friday mornings. Uh, we have been doing vi virtual conferences, such as like you and I are doing right now, uh, to discuss cases, to uh, give them their instruction. The college has established its own urgent care clinic for patients of either of record or, or of emergency. We are triaging all of these patients after they phone us for an appointment 
our doctors are on call, three doctors in the morning and three doctors in the afternoon, taking these various calls after they have been sent to us for analysis. We will then work with the patients to see what's going on. How can we help? This is telemedicine at its best. We're communicating with all of these patients and determining, do they have an urgent need to be seen? And if they do, they are given an appointment. They are screened before they enter. Hand uh, sanitization, hand, hand uh, mitigation uh, with, with the hand sanitizers. They're given a mask. They're going through their med history. We then take them in, determine what's going on. And at that point in time, uh, providing the, the appropriate emergency care to them. And that's the extent of what we're doing right now. We're not really doing any other things other than getting people out of pain and getting them, you know, getting the infection and control. Our job as dentists right now are to keep people out of the emergency room. Mm. If we can keep them out of the emergency room, that won't overwhelm our ER staff and our physicians and our hospitals. If we can keep people away from the hospitals that don't need to be there, that's what our job is. That's our frontline work in the dental profession. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. John Camisi, Associate Professor at the Medical University of South Carolina College of Dental Medicine. You're welcome. My pleasure. I am now here with Dr. Jeff Gardner, the South Carolina president of the Academy of General Dentistry. Dr. Gardner, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you. Uh, So my first question for you would be, how is COVID-19 affecting AGD dentists in South Carolina? Well, as uh, many know, um, for the state of South Carolina, we were given um, guidelines on March 16th to basically stop practicing dentistry in a sense that they were, uh, they were asking us to no longer uh, provide elective procedures and uh, really only see patients in, a, in an urgent and emergency situation. So the dentist in uh, South Carolina have essentially been shut down since then. And uh, I know for myself, we, we've scheduled um, a few emergency hours here and there just to see patients that really need to be treated, those that are in pain or that have swelling. And uh, so we found ourselves at home wondering when we're going to go back. And as the governor is slowly starting to reopen different sectors of, of the state, we are now in a position where we're asking, you know, what has COVID-19 done to the practice of dentistry? What changes are we going to have to be, uh, are we up against as far as, um, different OSHA and CDC recommendations. And um, we anxiously kind of await some sort of uh, guideline when it comes to that. Now, do you think that things will get back to normal in a a few months? Or do you believe that there will be permanent changes that will happen to the the procedures and stuff involving dentistry after COVID-19 has gone away, basically? Well, you know, it is an unknown. Personally, I feel like we're going to, we will probably uh, overreact at the beginning and we will uh, introduce uh, more infection control measures. And, uh, and along with those, there will probably be regulations from the American Dental Association and from uh, different organizations. And um, it could be that down the road we relax them a little bit, but if any of uh, dentists that have practiced in the in the age of, of uh, HIV know that you know we made major changes in dentistry 
in in that atmosphere and uh, it, it was for for the better so I, I feel like i feel like we we have changed um forever but we, we just don't know exactly what the what the uh the final result of, of this uh disease is going to be all right and uh i also uh, would like to ask a lot of people view dentists as just people who fix teeth and will will help with similar problems like that uh, but I know, even just from personal experience, that dentists do a lot more than that, and uh, they can can diagnose early onsets of certain diseases. Uh, could you possibly just give a, a brief uh, synopsis of of some of the th- other things that dentists actually contribute to society? Well, yeah, um, what we're taught in dental school is that the the mouth is the mirror to the entire body and the whole system, and so. What we're trained to do in our training is we we um, look at the the entire system, the entire individual. That's why we update medical histories. And I, a lot of uh, patients don't realize that every time they go in to get their teeth cleaned, when the dentist comes in to check gums and check their their teeth for cavities, we're also doing a cancer exam. And um, you know we're looking at we're looking at all areas. I've had opportunity to point out um, dermatology situations for patients and um, and then there's there's just a lot of clues uh, in the mouth that, that lead a, a dentist to help a patient seek uh, health care elsewhere um, so we, we do have a very important part as gate at gaze as gatekeepers in the in the whole medical realm of things because um, you know I feel that most of my patients see me, um, they see me more than any other healthcare provider. I know from personal experience, I see my dentist at least two or three times a year, and that is certainly more than I see my doctor. So you are correct. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Jeff Gardner, uh, for being on the show with me today. Uh, I do appreciate your time and everything that you are doing during this time to fight this pandemic. Thank you for everything. Thank you and, and be healthy. Yes, you too. I am now here with Mr. Craig Brown, owner and president of the Greenville Drive, the South Atlantic League affiliated with the Boston Red Sox, and he is hosting the first face shield drive through at Fleur Field Stadium in Greenville, South Carolina. It's nice to meet you, Mr. Brown. Brian, it's very good to meet you. So tell us what is actually happening with this uh, face shield drive through that you are setting up in Greenville, South Carolina. Well, we're, we feel very fortunate. Um, you know, as you know, the face shields or PPE equipment are very much needed by the frontline workers who are battling the COVID-19 virus. And uh, but the, uh, a group of uh, physicians, if you will, doctors and healthcare providers that have not been, um, you know, fully on the front lines is the dental community. And um, so we're we're really now participating in a face shield program to to allow the, the dentist, if you will, to begin to start up their practices and and uh, and uh, kind of use the the face shields as something that they obviously need very much in their practice of their of their craft, so to speak. So um, tomorrow on Thursday, um, the the dentist will have pre-registered and they'll they'll drive up to a, a special uh, pickup area and the, they'll show their identification and the, and the equipment will be brought out to the, to the back of their car, everybody practicing the social distancing and they'll be able to kind of drive away with some complimentary PPE equipment, which uh, 
allows them to get their practice up and going. Nice. Um, so, uh, what actually like made you have the desire to, to reach out to the dental community and actually help out in this way? Well, we're very, um, you know, as an organization, we have always prided ourselves to be part of what we call the fabric of the community and, and, uh, the ballpark floor field is where we, where we play baseball. And, and that's been known to be the front porch, if you will, of Greenville. And so if you're the front porch of the community and you have a time of need like this, you try to use that front porch as, um, you know, as creatively as you can. And one of our key partners is Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And, and they're the ones that are kind of behind this initiative and, and, uh, and it just was a kind of a natural extension of, you know, doing something what's good for the community and, and, uh, you know, being a baseball team, uh, but also really being a, just a good, a good citizen first. So it sounds like this is something that will get vital equipment to the people who actually need it. Uh, will there be any drives, uh, going forward in the future to help out the, the same people or even, uh, you know, other doctors or nurses? Yes, no, very much so. I mean, it's part of what we, part of what we do. I mean, actually, tonight should have been uh, Game Seven of our 2020 season, and uh, that game is not taking place because of the of the uh, <clears throat> of the virus. But uh, it, it was supposed to be Healthcare Career Night, um, where we essentially turned the ballpark into a healthcare career center, a career show, and uh, we would have about 19. Um, kind of clinical application set up and about uh, 18 kind of higher education. And we would take young middle schoolers and high schoolers through, um, you know, really what it takes and get them motivated to be, uh, you know, the healthcare workers of the future. So we do know that South Carolina, um, you know, ranks in the lower third of uh, whether it's dentists per 100,000 of residents or whether it's doctors per 100,000 of residents or even nurses per 100,000 of residents were we don't have as many of these vital workers as we should. And uh, this is our way to, to really inspire the young people to look very, um, very seriously and in a very practical, uh, engaged way to the benefits of a, of a career in health, of career in, in healthcare. And uh, so that would have been taking place tonight at the ballpark. Um, so that's, um, that's obviously been canceled because of the, social distancing, but it's been, um, rescheduled and we're hoping, uh, for August the 19th. Very good. Uh, thank you, Mr. Brown for coming on and, uh, being on the podcast with me today. Uh, it sounds like you are doing a lot out there to help the people of, uh, of not only Greenville, South Carolina, but South Carolina as a whole. Brian, thank you very much. And it's, uh, it's great to be on. Thank you to all of my guests who were on today. We do appreciate everything that you are doing in South Carolina, and we hope that everyone is staying safe out there. This has been the COVID-19 Daily Brief presented by Group 11 Health. For more information on Group 11 Health, go to groupxihealth.com. That's groupxihealth.com.